T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. One of many heartfelt thank yous to Ron Cook, my former co-host today on The Fan, as Ron dropped the bombshell, 10 a.m. announced that he's done Thursday, retiring both from the radio station and the Post-Gazette, 34 years writing columns at the PG, and uh, soon to be all 14 years here at The Fan. Andrew Filipponi, Donnie Football on this Monday afternoon, February 5th. Malzi, I thought you said something about uh, Ron's career ending in the back that was pretty spot on before the show. What would that be? About just his, the way that things are ending and winding down for him. I like that point a lot. Like the fact that he's getting out to go out on his own terms? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that that's something that people in our profession, and broadly I say like sports media, probably traditional sports media if you want to call it that, I don't think that's something that many are afforded in our profession and what Ron's in his late sixties, I want to say, Ron will get mad at me because my my origin story with Ron is a guy who grew up reading him, him, Bob Smizek, Bruce Kaiden, uh, guys like that in the PG in my formative years as a sports fan. Our day one, you know, we're all sitting around a table in the large conference room, getting to know each other before the fan's going to launch, and we all had to do a little icebreaker and say something. And I, I tried to like say something nice to Ron, like, "Hey, Ron, I've grown up reading you." Immediately interjected with, "Oh, thanks. Now I feel even older." Uh, but he's a guy who's got many good years left, and he gets to go out on his own terms his way from two jobs that he's worked pretty tirelessly at for a long time uh, and go and enjoy the next phase of life. And so as one of the few people here who I, – I never did a shift with Ron. We would cross paths. What do you mean you never did one show? There's two people There's two people that I can think of off the top of my head that have worked here in a full-time capacity that I've never done a single show with. One is Giannotti. And one is Cook, probably to both of their delights uh, that they avoided the Mueller curse. But Ron and I, when we would do a sixth day, and I was doing 2 to 6 a.m. still, and he would come in and his sixth day shift was a 6 to 10 Saturday morning show, he would just pass in and I'd think once in a while to myself, that's cool, like, you know, this is, I'm 24 years old and here's Ron Cook taking over on the microphone for me talking to me like a peer. Uh, I'm happy for him that he gets to spend a lot of time with his daughter Taylor, uh, and that he got to do it his way because in this in this business, rare I think is is the case where somebody gets to do that anymore and not just get downsized or, or told it's time to go. Ron's getting to go out on his terms, more or less on top, and I'm happy for him for that. I really am. I congratulate him on a hell of a career. When I found out about this, which was a couple of weeks ago, I was absolutely shocked by it because I just had Ron pegged to someone 
who wanted to write about Pittsburgh sports and talk about Pittsburgh sports for the rest of his life. And having worked with him for four and a half years, I obviously saw up close how much his daughter meant to him. And, you know, there obviously are people in his life that he values a great deal and uh, really enjoys and appreciates the time he gets to spend with them. But I just, I always looked at him as a guy that wanted to, that like, some people I think are defined by what they do. And that's how I always viewed him. As somebody that would, you'd have to tell him like, all right, we're going to take you kicking and screaming out of a press box or off the air. but Forcibly remove him from his jobs. Yeah. And so I, I was wrong about that. I had him uh, pegged incorrectly, but good for him because of what you said. Like, there's not a lot of happy endings in sports media. Something happens where a person gets the sense that they're no longer wanted or no longer appreciated or no, no longer loved uh, by their employer, by the people that they work for. And sometimes they have to quote, like, this is not a quote unquote retirement. You know, this is not Bruce Arians retiring mm-hmm. in air quotes from no, this is a, the Steelers. A capital this is, R retirement. This is a legitimately well thought out. He's moving to Florida. He thought for probably a long time about how to make it work and bought a house. That, like, I'm hearing last night at the showdown with Bob and Starkey that he had already purchased a house in Fort Myers. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> he, he had did? the plan. You know, it's like uh, not that what we do. What is, an exit strategy! Right. Well, you know what it reminds me of, and I would never in a million years actually make the comparison that what we do is like being in prison. It is literally the opposite. One of the most fun jobs you could ever want to do. It's like how Andy Dufresne had it all planned. He's got his three hundred grand. He's taken out of every bank. He's got property in Mexico. He's ready to cross the border and move on. And Ron is ready to cross the border into retirement. I'm. I really, like I said, I really am happy for him. In, in, I don't know if it's like this for you. Maybe not. I don't. I don't know if your your dad still works, right? He still actively, you know, works in movies. He's right? doing acting stuff, but yeah, that's he, it. But, that's more of a moonlighting. Late so he's just having fun. Thing, yeah. Like I've gotten. I think the reason I'm so happy for Ron and for anybody really uh, that that gets to do this at this age is I've gotten to see both of my parents while they're still healthy and very spry and very with it uh, retire have the money to retire, have the money to still travel and have fun. They get to see all their grandkids. Thankfully, they see mine twice a week as part of an arrangement to take care of them. Yep. But like, I get to see how much it lights them up to be able to, to be around their grandkids and do the things they want to do. And so in, in this case for Ron, I am just I'm genuinely thrilled that he will get to experience that, and I hope he gets to experience it for many, many years. Donnie, this is not all that unlike what your dad did, right? I mean, your father had a dream of always living near a beach and then they did that a few years ago and he was a western pa westmoreland county guy his entire life but he had this thought in his head that that's kind of always where he wanted to end up yeah i mean they they still worked whenever they went down there my mom still does work i think she has a a year or two left before she can finally hang it up do i hear a fan blowing in there is it one of those days where it's 100 degrees yeah it always it always is yeah there's a giant box the paper in in the back is blowing donnie has the fan yeah well (laughs) well, that's because little austin likes it as hot as a nursing home in here so 
Well, he's skin and bones, so like any temperature under yeah. his like seventy-two degrees, he's chilly. Yeah, I mean, I, I was his size in like the second grade, but that's besides the so point. So anytime Donnie chimes in today, now you'll hear the oscillating in the background of what's it's like the uh, guy piloting the plane and airplane. <laughs> he's just sweating profusely. But yeah, I mean that that's one of the the first thoughts I had. Not like the comparison to my parents, but just you know, there, there's a lot worse ways to spend the rest of your days than living on a beach. Or living close to a beach, and doing that's what you, for sure. And doing what you want to do, like that's that's the thing that always gets me. He's he gets to do what he wants to do with every day. He said on the air that one of the things he's most excited about is that he's not going to have the anxiety of thinking up a column mm-hmm. hanging over him just about every day, and that struck a chord to me because when I worked with him, I saw that like he had legitimate. You could tell. His mind was constantly working and moving because he had to think, all right, just because I wrote this on Monday, what am I going to do on Wednesday now? And think about it from this perspective. We would see him Which pace- makes it sound like, oh, what do you – like, well, there shouldn't be any concerns or uh, complaints. He gets to write about sports and work in sports. Yeah, but you still have an obligation and a responsibility, and it can be ponderous. And, and a reputation, times. I think. Too. Well, we would see him pacing the halls out here after his show trying to think up stuff. I just – when you say that – I think of it too. Think about the success he had as a columnist, like how well read he was in town. The more famous you get, and I do use famous because I think everybody who followed sports in this city knows exactly who Ron is and has for a long time. There's more pressure to always deliver the goods, you know what I mean? And when you see somebody putting like the the blood and sweat so to speak into what they're writing, you know that that reputation and the idea of delivering for the reader something that they think is is worth their time and money mattered to Ron. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I respect that a lot, too. Like, even if, if I would disagree with a column or not, I knew he had, like, poured himself into those 800 or so words that day. Because I saw it happen. Yeah. I was excited to work with him when I got that opportunity. Because I felt for myself, I... I yearned for a chance to work with somebody that had so much credibility and equity built up here. And so I'm always forever indebted and grateful that I got the chance that he put up with me for as long as he did, almost five years. Uh, without him, I don't get the Roethlisberger show uh, chance. I don't get that um, weekly thing to talk to a, co- a quarter, a player, a star player, a Hall of Famer who actually wanted to say things in those interviews which most player interviews are just so bland and milk toast and vanilla and are great things for stations because you can say we have the quarterback on the air. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that special that you can do that? But most of the guys just... It's talking points. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is on our station in Kansas City. How many times does that show make news? And we, like the, and we like the guy he goes yeah. on with. We think he's but, very good. But, but there's... I won't, I won't say agenda is the right word. Sometimes it might have been with Ben, but there was a looseness there and a transparency and sometimes even a cavalier attitude about doing that show that just made it great. And it doesn't happen without Ron. And you have, Ron was the person who brokered it. And you, to be very clear here, and I, you've said this to me, so I think I can say it right now, you count that show as a major step in your career absolutely moving you forward yes you, you've told me many times you don't think your career is where it is yeah I don't if you don't do the Ben show I'm not working with you right now if not for what I learned from working with Ron well can't all be can't all be roses for you not all good outcomes here
No, and, I just and no. I feel bad for Ron because look, Ron, I think there there's some philosophical differences on how a radio show should sound, especially when I go in there and I'm 28 years old and he's in his 60s. And I think that's a hard thing for somebody to have to do when they're that well established and he had already made his bones in this town and then he's got to work with someone who's in his 20s who didn't grow up here. Like, I I feel very, very, very thankful that he even allowed for that to happen, was even open to the idea of doing a show with me. Uh, we for all, as long as he did. We all thought it was kind of funny in a way, though, because we all knew your reputation, and we all remembered what his show was like with Vinny. And so we felt like it was Ron going from being in there with a soft, cuddly teddy bear who just wanted to be loved. Somebody takes the teddy bear out of the uh, the radio cage and puts a pit viper in there with him. Yep. And uh, he handled it, though. And I, I always watched you guys from afar and would notice that there was a genuine warmth that he showed. You know what? He showed it to you and also especially, I think, to Amanda was the Definitely. other thing I noticed about yes. Ron. He would always be kind of gruff with you in, in a fun way. I could tell he respected you a lot. I knew that from moment one. But, man, he was always so uh, kind in talking about Amanda uh, in just giving you a hard time, giving her a hard time. How'd you end up with this guy? Mm-hmm. Like, are you sure about this? But you could tell that the warmth that he had uh, towards her, really, it shone through. He probably won't like me saying this but he still will reach out to her on birthdays and stuff like that which is one of the softer emotional sensitive sides of ron that not a lot of people see well now he gets to be that guy though every day because i do think that the professional ron there's a degree of emotional remove you have to put yourself at to do that job right we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Not my favorite, the one that got the biggest reaction. Yeah, yeah. I covered the 2003 Heisman Trophy presentation in New York. that's right. And wrote about why I voted Jason White one uh, and Larry Fitzgerald two. Mm. People act like I didn't vote for Fitzgerald. I had him two, and to this day I still hear at least once a week someone ripping me. Once a, a week. Once a week, somebody ripping me. At least I, I get emails. I don't look at my notifications. Ripping me for 
uh, voting for Jason White over Larry Fitzgerald. Wow. By far the most reaction. Fan Hotlines presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. Man, it feels like Ron's been writing and talking about Pittsburgh sports for that long because it's almost true. And saying today that of all the things he's written and talked about, going with Oklahoma quarterback Jason White over Larry Fitzgerald in the 2003 Heisman Trophy vote is still the thing he gets reaction to and gets people still bringing up to him 21 years later. You're a Heisman voter, so you're in the unique position of being able to actually speak to the difficulty in voting for that award. But for my own part, I can say as just a an idiot at that point in my life, nothing's really changed, uh, who was up at Penn State ardently cheering for Pitt. Uh, I thought Ron, and I believe uh, I'll throw another, I'll lob another grenade out there. I believe Bob Smizek. Uh, made it clear that he also voted for Jason White for and the somehow Smizek st- seems to avoid the well because he hasn't ru- cannon fire from it. Bob's been formally retired, I think, for years now. After he kind of moonlighted as a media coverage guy, doing covering what we do for a living. He's yeah. very nice to us, by the way. He is. He, I he thought was, he unfollowed you on Twitter. Well, yeah, when he used to write about it, he was a big fan of both of us. And then I must have done something on the air. I think I got into a little bit of a, a disagreement with, with him. him at a sports showdown, and I don't think he ever forgave me for it. So what are you supposed to do? Just kiss the ring he at that point? He came up to me and said something nice to me and said, you seem like a newspaper guy. Where were you working in newspapers before you came here? And I had to let him down and say that I never did that. That was strike that's one big, against well, me. Well, that's a big compliment to you, though, that he thought you – but then like on the air, guy. it was right after A.J. Burnett signed. Mm-hmm. And I was actually very bullish on that move. And he was not? And he said, this is like the Pirates, this is like the Pirates signing Mark Redman. Do you remember him? Yes, I do. And you... And I ripped him for it. Yeah. And I was not civil, and I was not really one to just play nice. I probably should have back then. That's... I wanted to, I wanted to take a sledgehammer to a mosquito way too much when I first started in this. And that was yeah, but it still times. brought you to this point, so it all worked. No, I, I thought Ron and Bob were both, and I, I would say this to him nicely, by the way. I would not get into a screaming match. Uh, I would just say I thought they both got it wrong. I thought the best player in college football was playing wide receiver for Pitt that year. And I remember I, I – now, I, I don't remember if this is what Ron or Bob cited as their reasoning why, but I think generally what was held against Fitzgerald was that Miami held him down pretty good. And beat Pitt pretty soundly at home. And that his team went 8-4. and four. Correct. But I do remember, too, do you remember who Miami, I think, had to use to shut Larry Fitzgerald relatively down? Antrell Roll. And I think they were doubling him over the top with Sean Taylor, mm. for God's sake. It wasn't like they were taking two random guys and yeah, shutting them down. Two ragamuffins out there. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Fitz was the most dominant college player, including Shady McCoy later that decade, that I have actually seen. Well, we've got a lot of remembrances of Ron from really a who's who of Pittsburgh sports legends that we'll let you hear throughout the show, including Ben Roethlisberger calling back in the first time I believe he's been on the station since his show ended in 2018. Uh, He had a nice back and forth with Ron and the guys that will play in a little bit. Breaking news that's just come in. Bill O'Brien is on his way back to college football as the head coach at Boston College. Boston College head coach quit to become a defensive coordinator Athlete. in the NFL, which boggles my mind. It's not like he's going from a Mac school. He left an ACC school 
to become an assistant coach. I think that speaks to how hard it is to win at Boston College, to win big. Don't you think it's going to be tough for for O'Brien? I mean, look, you look at Boston College's, like, where teams in the ACC try to recruit from, where Boston is located, and I think they've just got the tallest order. Just go. When was the last time, without looking, I want you to try to tell me this, because I know you have a freakish brain. Give me the last time Boston College won more than seven games in a season. Well, the last time they were really good was Matt Ryan's final year there, so that would have gone all the way back to... 07 07 team was 11 and 3 that followed on the heels of a 10 and 3 season Mm -hmm. they have had an eight win season more recently than 07 but not by much 2009 they have not won more than eight games in almost in in 15 years basically i thought o'brien did a really good job at penn state in what was a one of the worst situations ever to walk into I mean, he probably saved that program from fully cratering with the scholarship reductions. Because if it had gone, I think there's a, an alternate timeline where whoever takes that job, if, it's, if they don't do the job O'Brien did, they're so bad and they don't recover and they just can't get back on their feet. That's kind of how the death penalty worked for SMU for a long time. But he, held, he managed to hold them afloat. And they came out of it better on the other side. And he's the only guy who has ever made Christian Hackenberg look like a good quarterback. So there's also that. Time for another trip into the auction house, the Penguins auction house. Here's how the game works. Three contestants, me, Donnie Football, Chris Muller. A Penguins prop comes up for bid. We go back and forth on it, trying to get the bid right. At the end of the year, we take stock of our bids. If we got the prediction right, we get a point. If we got it wrong, we lose a point. Uh, Donnie won Pirates Auction House for the 2023 season. I think we still need to figure out who won Steelers Auction House, although that kind of got rigged in the end. So we had to throw that out because of some chicanery by you two guys. So did anybody win it? Null and void, I think. You just you just stopped it midstream because you, you were disgusted. Because you guys went against the spirit of the auction house. There is it was no a special deal that week. There is no spirit of the auction house. The regular uh, auctioneer wasn't there. Yeah, it was like 90% off. Yeah. Uh, we did a Penguins auction house before the season started. Can I hear the state of those? You may. Bids? Uh, good thing that I actually track all of these things because, boy, Donnie didn't uh, have that one dug up in the email. We did three uh, categories, as we always do in auction houses. First one, Eric Carlson, season points. The auctioneer set the number at 81. That was me. I need 82 points from Eric Carlson. He needs to to get busy living or get busy dying. It felt like a safe bet because the year before, Eric Carlson had notched a tidy 101 points. He has been a massive disappointment for them in almost every conceivable way and a big reason that currently they're on the outside looking in. Uh, second one, Jake Gensel, season goals. The number ended up at 35, which means you need 36 to win. 35, of course, for a push. That was Andrew Filipponi's looking much more promising there. 22. Gensel, the, te- the second leading scorer on the team, 22 goals, 49 points. Now, question. He might get traded. Seems like that won't happen if you're, like, reading the tea leaves right now a month out. If he gets traded, 
No, the numbers Null still and count. Void. No, the numbers still count. Just like when Rich Hill got traded ah, and we still counted those yeah, stats. Yeah, right. I was trying to... I was hoping you forgot. And last but not least... Tristan Jari wins. 30 was the number. Needs 31. That was me. I'm an idiot. He only has 13. Despite having a better goals against and a very comparable save percentage compared with Alex Nedeljkovic... Nedeljkovic, in just 16 games played and 14 starts, has eight wins. Jari, he's been good. Like, actually, just fine, thank you. But he's 13 and 14 on the year with four overtime losses. So Malsy's in danger of going to minus two. two. Yeah, and you look like you're going to hit plus one. And Donnie sat out the first bidding extravaganza. Donnie, Donnie knew we'd eventually circle back around to the auction house, and so he wanted to just feel out the process four and a half months ago. All right, ago. so let's start the... All-star break bidding. Sidney Crosby. Goals scored on the season. Opening bid, 29. He's at 27. I'll go 30, Pony. I'll go 32. 33. I'll go 38. 39. I'll give him 40. 40 to Donnie. 41 to me. I'll take 45. 45 to Malsey. Trying to make up ground. <laughs> 45 to Mulsey going once. 45 to Mulsey going twice. 45 goals. You bought him. I feel great about that. You felt good about Jake. Uh, uh, you know, I felt good about Jake Gensel back in October. You felt good about Eric Carlson. How's uh, that turning out? I'm well, betting I think at the midway point, though, it's, it's that Sidney Crosby's nearing 30 he's got 20 he's, he's playing like he's right. 26 not he's got 36. 27 goals in 46 games and he looks like one of at worst what the five best players in the sport still mm -hmm. oh oh no can you believe that idiot Malsey? he only bet on one of the most legendary athletes in pittsburgh sports history to continue being great i, what think, a I moron. think you got a good deal Malsey. so do i so I why didn't 46. you step up there and get involved there donnie if it's such a sweetheart of a deal such a damn steal I didn't feel like it. Okay. Why didn't you step up, Pony? You don't think I got it? Because I've deal. already got a winner. <laughs> I'm looking. Gotta... I'm looking at his shooting percentage this year. It is not like wildly out of whack with his career. So I don't think he's been like the beneficiary of good luck. I think he's going to keep All on right. keeping on. Next one. Penguins power play percentage. You have to go over the number to win. Over okay. the percentage. We'll start at 1%. Well, just for the record, they're at like 13%. They so can they, always go down. They would have to become the worst power play in organized <laughs> hockey okay. history. Well, that's I'll take a 2%. Possibility. 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. All right, now it's getting tough. You can do tenths. Oh, I know. 13.2. Uh, 13.3. Thirteen point seven. Thirteen point eight. Thirteen point is Donnie ever going to bid on anything in Penguins Auction House? Thirteen point nine. Fourteen. Fourteen percent to me going 14. once. Fourteen point four. Fourteen point five. Fourteen point six. Fourteen point six to Malsey. Going once. Fourteen point six to Malsey. Going twice, 14.6. So, you bought him. I, un I understand that they have to get going in a hurry here. 
That does not seem like a big ask. It got too rich for my blood once you met the number at 13, what they're currently at. So I need 14.7 to win. Yep. All right, last one. Penguins points. Team points. They're at 51 here with 36 games to go. Can I just stress something for a second? You think that they are going to make the playoffs, right? Yeah. You think that they might even win a round. Yeah. Maybe two. Maybe I'm letting you back into the game, Mulsey. I'm already pretty much locked in at one. You're at minus two. Maybe I want things to get interesting. Boy, a Jake Gensel high ankle sprain would be a real problem for oh. him. We're starting Penguins points on the season at 60. 61. 62. Donnie, I'll are go you going to bid? I'll go 64. I'll go 75. I'll go 79. I'll go 80. I will go 83. I'll go 84. Lumber. 84 to me going once. 84 to me going twice. 85. 86. 86 points. I'll go with the Sidney Crosby total. 88 for me then. 88 points from the Penguins to me going once. 89. 90. 90 points on the Penguins season to me going once. 91. 92. 92 points on the Penguins season to me going once. 93. 94. 94 points on the Penguins season to me going once. 95. 95 to Mulsey. 95 points on the Penguins season to Mulsey going once. 95 points on the Penguins season to Mulsey going twice. 95 points. So, you bought him. There you have it. That was my top number. Have to be comfortable, so they need 96. Donnie's just tried. I guess right now the best Donnie and I can do. Well, Donnie can beat me if Gensel gets hurt. Is this the last time we're doing this? <laughs> we'll see. Oh, so we just do two auction houses, and I got the most liability out there by far. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.